I just want to say that I, I feel that this whole conversation is really in the end, um, not only about wholeness and a holistic spirituality, but it's also about the deepest call of our lives as Christians, and that is to love, and that is to, at times, see our formational journey as being about transcendence. You know, it's about transcending our preferences in order to love in the world the way Jesus would. And it's really laying down our lives sometimes, um, laying down our preference, really. You know, laying down your life sounds so lofty, but what about laying down my preference sometimes? Like, there, that, there's a deep spirituality to that. Hello, and welcome to the Strengthening the Soul of Your Leadership podcast. My name is Ruth Haley Barton, founder of the Transforming Center, and in this season, I am glad to be back with my conversation partner, Steve Weens, senior pastor of Genesis in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Steve is also a Transforming Community alum, which means we've spent time laughing, growing, and transforming in the presence of Christ in community with other leaders. This season, we're walking through Invitation to a Journey by Robert Mulholland. It's part of the Transforming Resources collection published by InterVarsity Press. If you've enjoyed this podcast, we invite you to become a monthly patron of the podcast. Just visit transformingcenter.org patron to sign up and learn more. We thank you so much for your monthly support at any level. Now, let's get to this week's episode. Welcome to episode five titled Holistic Spirituality, Part 2. Ruth, in the last episode, we covered the first two dyads of the Myers-Briggs, introversion, extroversion, and intuition and sensing. The next dyad, thinking and feeling, might be my favorite one to talk about. What do you have to say about that one? Let's talk about thinking and feeling. This is such an interesting one. And don't you think that it's almost a law of the universe that (laughs) that people, yeah, that the thinker and the feeler get married, that they just always do. So, I mean, my marriage is one of the very few exceptions. Mm -hmm. We're both pretty strong feelers. Yeah. Um, But I would also say that we we process decision making very, very differently. And I think that's typically what thinkers and feelers. A diverge on in terms of how they make yeah. decisions. Mm-hmm. Right, that's right. You know, because thinkers can can feel, and certainly feelers can think. Yep. And so, I am an F also on you know on the Myers Briggs, but I'm a pretty big thinker. Yeah. I mean, I do like to think. Yep. Um, but I bet you're close. I bet your T and your F are pretty close. Yeah, probably. And I do feel like there's a sweet spot, you know, that I can be in when both of those are functioning mm-hmm. strongly and well. Yeah. Um, and so for me, that's a good that's a good place to be. Um, and I also think that being raised Protestant evangelical, where your thoughts mm-hmm. and your dogmas and your theological systems of thought were so important um, that that part got developed. Um, really strongly in my early years, yeah. the ability to think and to, to reason and to have theological systems in place that inform. Um, so I still, I still have a real draw to that. But um, I just think the thinking and feeling one is really interesting, especially as it has to do with how we love each other. Yes. Um, so let's, let's go with some positives for the T, for the thinker. What are some positives? Oh, well, there really can be a rational, a helpful, rational, absolutely um, grounded 
nope, we're doing this because this is the right thing to do. Absolutely. You know, and, I, and it just yeah. elevates the whole conversation when they do yes. that sometimes. It's like, oh, yeah, of course. Yes. There's a good <laughs> objectivity. You know, there's I good agree. objectivity. Mm -hmm. And they do bring a cert certain equanimity mm -hmm. to difficult conversations when they can take us back up to the level of fact and not just always, you know, swimming around in the in the soup. So I I think a downside you know, an undernourished shadow side for the, the thinkers can be that they don't know how to feel and they're not in tune with the fact that people people are hurting right now. Right. Fact is fact more facts, throwing more facts at this thing is not gonna help. Right. Um and so that's I think can be a, a really significant downside is a lack of we for lack of a better word, emotional IQ. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know relationship IQ. They can be so much in their heads that they can't meet people at the level of their feelings. And this is one of the places where love, the call to love can become so strong. So for a thinker to say, to be able to see that and say, I do like my facts and figures, but that's not going to help this person right now. Right. What I need to do right now is sit close to this person and let some tears fall down my cheeks mm -hmm. and cry with them. Wow, is that that's transcendence yes, right there. Yes. You're just transcending your preferred pattern for the sake of love. And it's so practical. And I think that's where I see this being so important for the formational journey is that if you understand the Myers-Briggs and you know yourself and you know somebody else, you can love them so much better than if you didn't know. Yes. And and you can hear the call to love so clearly. And when you hear the call and if love is what you want to do and be in the world, then you, it's it's relatively easy to answer the call. Yeah. You don't feel like you're, you know, not being yourself when you have to stop the flow of your facts and sit and weep with another person. You feel like, oh, I'm loving right mm -hmm. now. I'm loving somebody. Mm -hmm. This is the best of myself. Thank you for when I can actually it transcend. That. That, that's always yeah. that you've done that several times. Yeah. And it's so important. This is not just a self improvement project mm -hmm. or balancing no. act. This no. is for the sake of love. It is. Yes. So, um, so I think, you know, for the, the thinker, what's needed for their wholeness is the ability to ask, what does love call me to here and how can I give it rather than just wanting to impose my thoughts and structures yes. on the world. The, the, the thing, the one thing I would add to that as well with a big yes is mm -hmm. the ability to consider mystery. Um, mm -hmm. that not yes. everything can be reduced down to pros and con lists and rights and wrongs yes, and exactly. the absolute right way to go and the absolute wrong way to go. They're really the, the, you know, considering that mystery sometimes is the, is the reality that you're dealing with. Yes. And can I just say that, um, if you listen to the interview with Dr. Bob Mulholland that we did at the end of the last season, getting ready for this season, um, I asked him about his conversion experience, and I'd never heard his conversion experience mm. before. So I, I actually really asked a question I didn't have the answer to, which is always the wow. best kind of question. And um, don't say "wow" like that, Steve. Wow. <laughs> like as though I as wow. though I never do no, that. I was thinking about the, the, the times when I asked the leading question so that I can answer <laughs> right. the question. That's, That's right. That and you're like, wow, "Wow, do people do people really ask questions they don't have the answer to?" <laughs> <laughs> no, tell me, tell um, me. Okay, so if you listen to that, um, his conversion experience is a mystical experience, and he describes it like mm -hmm. that. He was on the verge of suicide wow. 
and something happened, and I'm not going to give it all away. Something happened that can only be that he can only describe as mystical. Mm. So when you are in the presence of a mystic of a theologian, a New Testament theologian who's talking about their mystical conversion experience with tears, you know you've arrived yes, somewhere. Yes. I mean, in that you know, so the fact that Bob has that in him, he is definitely a T. There's no question that he's a T on the Myers Briggs, but he he's found his way into mystery, and I really appreciate that. I just really appreciate that about him. So. So there we go. I love. I'm so glad you brought out the the, the idea of mystery mm-hmm. and how important that is for the T's to be yeah. really open to mystery. All right, let's talk about the feelers. Then we've kind of gone back and forth a little bit with with the feelers here, but clearly the the strength of the feeler is that their ability to to be compassionate, to bear with other people, to feel with other people and what they're feeling, to establish trust with people through their compassion and through their ability to stand with people in difficult situations. Um, I do think that people who are attentive to their feelings and who are spiritually mature can actually go way down deep into their feelings. They can meet God there and they can emerge from that place with real insight Mm -hmm. for the rest of the world about how to deal with our human selves and our human situations and our human experiences and bring a deep spirituality to, to those feelings. Um, as opposed to just getting lost in those feelings. Right. So I, I think that can be, those can be real strengths for the, you know, for the feeler. Yeah, I think a, a weakness perhaps is the inability to feel your own feelings and to get mm-hmm. lost in the feelings of others. I, I think this right. is a real danger for people who especially are strong and way mm-hmm. toward the end of the spectrum on this one. Is right. that you can, and you can really get lost. Um, mm-hmm. And and that can end up later on in life really, really biting you because right. something similar to uh, an undernourished um, side uh, that kind of ends up uh, like your body almost is begging for something so bad that you mm-hmm. create a, a destructive pattern in order to, mm-hmm. I think it, in the same way, people who can't locate their own feelings that they'll feel it in their body, they'll they'll get sick. It'll come out, yeah. yeah, it'll come out in physical symptoms. There's no question about yeah. that. The other thing that I think, you know, can contribute to this unde- underdeveloped shadow side is that, like, especially children who are deep feelers mm-hmm. and their feelings are not acknowledged mm-hmm. can actually go underground right. with their feelings and um, or if they've had their feelings hurt a lot by people especially caregivers who don't know yes. how to care for their feelings, they can actually go cold yep. and they can stop trusting the world, oh, yeah. that the world is not a safe place for me and my feelings. And then that's going to be a part of one's transformational journey. You've got to get up and out of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and got, you got to let God meet you there because feelings are such an important part yeah. of how God accesses us and right. how we interact with our world. So it's not balanced when, um, when we've gone cold right. like that, when we no longer trust the world or anybody in the world to be with us with our feelings. Um, So um, some special temptations and vulnerabilities. What do you think? Well, you know, I think you just mentioned it, the the hurts that naturally are going to happen when your needs don't get met. Mm-hmm. When that is not taken to maybe as an adult, getting some psychological help, getting some good, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, good foundational reconstruction of some of those memories, then I think that can lead to coldness. That can lead to yeah. unhealthy detachment. Yeah. Unhealthy and actually hanging on to hurt for too yeah. long. Yeah. And, yeah, and for sure. if you're a strong feeler, there's a, there's an odd 
sweetness to hanging on to hurt, you know? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> it doesn't make sense, but you sort of want to hang on to it because it's feeling something and that's how mm -hmm. you feel alive. And, and I think that's a danger that's right. as well. Yeah, I agree. And magnif and magnifying your hurt feelings yes. rather than just being able to let them go sometime. At some point, you just got to, yeah. you know, you got to let it go and move yeah. on. Oh, great. Okay. So then for wholeness, um, I just think it's so simple. For wholeness, you, d you do need to think yeah. rationally yeah. about your feelings yeah. sometimes. Yeah. And um, make sure that you don't make your feelings the measure of all things right. as though because I feel it, it must be true. Right. Sometimes there's an objective level of fact and truth that needs to be brought to our feelings and we need to give into that and say, yeah, you're right. I do feel this way, but that doesn't make it reality. That doesn't make it, re I mean, my feeling is real, but how I feel about it doesn't make the thing what I think it is. Yeah, the feeling Just is because I feel that the way. reality. Exactly. Yes. And I think that's the great challenge. And that's the great movement towards transcendence right there. Yeah. Uh, when a feeler is able to do that, they are transcending yes. themselves. It, and it is fantastic when it happens. It's even a loving thing to do if you live mm -hmm. with someone, your spouse, your, you know, but yeah. to be able to let go of a hurt feeling mm -hmm. and, and to that's move. Right. To, that's a loving thing to, to be able mm -hmm. to transcend that. You become... Yeah. easier to live and to with. believe them when they say you might feel that deep hurt but that's i promise you that's right. not what i meant right. sometimes you have to just say okay yep. i'm going to let go of my feelings yep. so that i can believe your fact right. the fact that that you know your own heart and that's what you you know you were right. doing wow let's see now that's isn't that transformation yep. in the most practical ways with our most intimate relationships yes. all right so the j and the p as I, i've already talked about this because this is a profound kind of thing in my own life Talk about the Jays, Steve, because I can barely understand them. <laughs> I know. I'm, I know. I'm, I'm a real strong um, P as well, but my, my spouse is a real strong J. <laughs> Mine is you know, too, and yeah. I have no idea. Yeah. So go ahead. Oh, you Lord. talk. So <laughs> this, is, this is how we organize life, you know? And so Jays love to make lists, love mm -hmm. to have things um, absolutely have beginnings and endings. Yes. Follow Nailed through is down. very important. Uh, and, and, you know, if you if you are a P and you work on a team and there's a J mm -hmm. on the team, mm -hmm. and and they're healthy, you love that J because they actually right. make things happen. You know, they make yes. ideas happen. They make you say yes to the right Whoops. things. What's going on back there? <laughs> well, okay, so we are in the middle of the pandemic, folks. Uh, we are not at work right now. We're at home right now. I have instructed my children to not be elephants on the, on the, <laughs> okay, well. but occasionally. So I'm going to think, I think that was a, maybe a, it sounded like a marble that was dropped on the wood floor. Oh, upstairs, really? But, I thought it sounded like the whole house yeah, was falling down yeah. around well, you. <laughs> the quirky sounds of, of, of COVID-19. Okay. I am starting to get giddy. I realized. <laughs> oh, that was um, awesome. I'm glad you yes. said that because I was just trying to ignore it. Yeah. I know um, it cannot be ignored. No. Okay, Jays, yes. Jays make a plan. Uh, Jays mm -hmm. work the plan. Jays like yep. closed things are open and they're closed. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And this is a real, real good thing. I mean, we laugh about it a little bit because mm -hmm. we're, we're we're peas, but I promise mm -hmm. you, our lives would not work without Jays. No, they wouldn't. And so, you know, my assistant, my associate, administrative associate now, because that's how much help I Daylene. need. Yeah, Daylene. I mean, where would I be? Like, no, yeah. like this whole this whole thing wouldn't work, you know, without her. And almost everybody, in, believe it or not, this is just 
you know, hard to admit. Almost everybody in the Transforming Center is a J, but me. And now I know it's because God's trying <laughs> desperately to keep me together. And it takes a village yes. of all J's, village of J's in order to keep this P going in the right direction. It's so sad, Steve. Oh, no. No, no. <laughs> oh, um, man. But I found, though, J's love. When... When a P takes a J seriously and mm -hmm. allows the J to do what the J does well, when they submit to the J, J's mm -hmm. love, 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 love working with um, people who have ideas and people who, you know, but... To a limit. Yeah, then there's a limit. Like one of D Daylene's favorite things to say to me is, Ruth, no more new ideas this week. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you know, like that's at least just one of the things. A couple of the old yes, ideas. it's one of the things we have to talk about. <laughs> that's good. Um, well, I agree with you. When there is a respectful relationship between a P and a J, it's it's a beautiful thing to watch yeah. um, because then both people are better um, when they're deeply together and not fighting each other at that level. Um, okay, what about when Jays? And, what about when Jays yes. go dark? What about when Jays? When when when? What are the weaknesses of Jays? Yeah, well, they can be so rigid that it's no fun right. to be with them. Um, so there's that. There's perfectionism. Yep. You know, like it, like if you don't get it right, you just feel so bad. Yeah. I mean, like when if you're if you're late or if you didn't follow through well on the plan or if you didn't get a detail right or something like that, you can just feel so bad if their perfectionism is not tempered by loving understanding of the person that they're dealing with, you know. Yeah. Um, I, I tell you, one of the best ways that I get, I have been loved in the, in the work environment was, it has been with people who work with me in our prayers and liturgies, mm -hmm. because in the very, very beginning, like, I am such a P that I wanted to leave the scripture reading open until the very last minute yeah. in case a better scripture yeah. came. Like, I didn't want to bring closure to what the scripture reading was going mm -hmm. to be in case a better idea came yeah. for the scripture. Yeah. And of course, the people who were leading with me in liturgy are Jays who wanted, who would have loved to have the scripture last right, week. Right, right. To practice um, it, and I, think about yes, it. Yes, to practice it, read it through, mm -hmm. uh, open the Bible and put the post-it note in there. I mean, yeah. and so at one point I realized they are loving me. They love me so much that they're not asking me mm -hmm. for any better. They're yeah. not even telling me how much this bothers them. But when I saw what it meant to them when I gave them the scriptures early, I thought loving them that way has got to be better than just leaving my own desire for open-endedness, let that rule the right. day, you know? Right. So I started, you know, very concretely and practically trying to love the people that work with me in the prayers and liturgies on our retreats yeah. by getting them information early. And it was like they were gleeful. Yes. Like they were just so happy when they would get a list of scriptures oh, yeah. or whatever, or when the readers would be assigned ahead of time and we weren't just flying by the seat of our pants heading into a prayer service. So, you know, this is just a place of a great love. I mean, mm -hmm. and it's, I find it very energizing again to say, oh, wow, I can love these people this way. And they're loving me too when they are patient with yeah. me. Um, and don't get mad at me when I come in late. They're loving me in a really practical way. And it feels... Community feels really good when you're working mm -hmm. that way, you know, so. Yeah, when everyone sort of is trying to transcend, but also trying exactly. to offer some grace and space for people to just be who they are, the, the whole package, right. you know. Right, yeah. And so there's a lot of back and forth yeah. in that, but when you're flowing back and forth, it's it's a really beautiful yeah. thing. So I assume spontaneity is sort of the the recipe for wholeness um for the for the j like learning to well whenever they can do that sure. whenever they can be spontaneous and go with the flow it's really it's it's good for them and it's good for the yeah. people who are around them who would love to have a little of that so 
Yeah, so we're almost there, almost Steve. There. Let's talk about the pee then. Let's talk about these crazy peas. <laughs> Man. Well, they love to keep the idea open, as you just described, mm -hmm. the scripturings the, to the final moment. They also uh, actually get nervous when it's time for details and, mm -hmm. you know, it's time to it's time for a plan to take shape. They start mm -hmm. to get bored and or roll their yeah. eyes. They might even roll their eyes. Some <laughs> right. of those untransformed peas might do Can't that. We just trust the process mm -hmm. that it'll get done. Yeah. Um, you know, but I mean, in a good way, peas really know how to see uh, the expansive picture, I think, and really know how to keep the planning open so that new ideas can take shape and so that we don't just take the first idea that comes along. I think a pea likes to explore um, options. You know, options is probably the favorite word for the pea. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and we've talked a lot about this already. So what are some of the uh, downfalls for the pea? I think we can be really inconsiderate oh, yeah. by not being where we say we would be on time, um, by not having a plan, when, especially if you're trying to you know, corral a group in a direction, you, you have to have a plan that people can actually work with. You can't expect everybody to follow every vicissitude of your own, you know, change of emotion. Vicissitude, um, wow. Yeah, is. that's a good word, isn't that? That's a great word. Jeff, vicissitude, I love it. Can we please, a definition <laughs> of vicissitude on the show notes? It's, it's fun to even say <laughs> oh, it. Gosh. It just, just slipped off your tongue so easily, too. You just, I'm so impressed right now. You I told you I was a person. word person. Love. I am. I just love words. Um, I also think that, you know, not being willing to bring closure is part of what can make a P do things that are inconsiderate to other yeah. people. So like I'm, I'm often, often late in travel because I don't want to bring closure to my packing. Mm. I don't want to like close the suitcase, mm -hmm. which means that I'm always late. Yeah. I'm always late for that sort of thing. And it's frustrating and heartrending for me. And it's, in, you know, it's inconvenient for other people. So, um, yeah, it's it, there's there's hard stuff that goes along with being a P and I know it. And part of my transformational journey is is trying to work with that. Um, you, you know, um, I appreciate your vulnerability on all of that stuff. One of the things that I've had to learn how to do as a leader is um, give the responsibility to create the agenda for the meeting to a yeah. J. Now, mm -hmm. I have lots of input you know, on obviously what goes into the meeting, but I've, I've had to create a structure or I've had to let someone else create a structure so that we move through the meeting, we get what we need to get done, done. And there's tangible to-do lists after that, right. you know, and, right. but left to my own devices again, I, yeah, we, so I, I think it's the loving thing to do to notice where, you know, we're really going to be frustrating. For people right and we're not you know you can't you, as a leader you can't squander people's right. time i mean time is of the essence for all of us right now and to squander people's time because of a lack of planning just for personality preference yes. that is just i don't want to use the word it's undisciplined yes. it's unnecessary it's not good it doesn't lead us towards the good so um i've gotten myself to what's needed for wholeness for the p and that is discipline i think we need to bring discipline mm -hmm. around our dreams and our visions and our desires and we need to like you said lean into the people that have the gift 
let them let them help us. Um, I also have a, my youngest daughter is a really strong J, and um, she's just been uh, she's been a good J in my life forever and ever. And I have just learned that whatever she says is always right <laughs> yeah. when she says yeah. it about administrative type yeah. things. When she speaks, I just listen and perk up with big ears, and I say, "Well, because I I know that gift is a gift that you have, and that you exercise it in a really beautiful way." I will almost always go her way because she just does that stuff yep. well. Um, and I think that's what we need to do. We need to honor the other the other side of the gifting Trust and it. let ourselves become better people because we're following in that way. Can I add one more thing before we um, mm -hmm. move to a close? I think more than any of the other ones, a peas have a tendency to believe internally that the way they think is superior, is mm -hmm. keeping options open mm -hmm. is superior. It's not only yeah. like it's not only it's not that it's efficient. It's it's better. You know. Yeah. And I think there's a there's a real repenting of that. Like when you do come into contact with good Jays who know what they're doing and who you trust and they trust you, mm -hmm. boy, um, we have to sometimes say out loud, I am sorry for thinking yeah. that my way was better. My way of thinking is better than yours. Right. Um, that right. the P is somehow more in the realm of ideas and virtue, you know, and the J is more, I don't know, in the realm of administration and efficiency. Um, right. So we can't right. play those over and against each other. No, no. So I just, as we, as we bring this to the close, I just want to say that I, I feel that this whole conversation is really in the end, um, not only about wholeness and a holistic spirituality, but it's also about the deepest call of our lives as Christians, and that is to love, and that is to, at times, see our formational journey as being about transcendence. Yes. You know, it's about transcending our preferences in order to love in the world the way Jesus would. And it's really laying down our lives sometimes, uh, laying down our preference, really. You know, laying down your life sounds so lofty, but what about laying down my yes. preference sometimes? Yes. Like there, that there's a deep spirituality to that, and I think that's what we're being called well, to. Well, to your point, it's practical. I, laying down my life, oh, I will do that. No, mm -hmm. yeah. no laying down my preference to have the scripture mm -hmm. reading be left to the last minute is yeah. the real work. That's the real work. Yeah, that's exactly it. Steve, let's pray. Yeah, let's do it. Oh, let's let's just quiet ourselves. That was a fun. Uh, energizing conversation and stimulating as well I think as we think about our, our transformational journeys and how much we want to lean in to become the loving people that God wants us to be um, as we open up and uncross legs and open our hands and straighten up our backs and are very attentive to God let's let this prayer go deep into our hearts oh God of wholeness when I consider the lack of balance and wholeness in my life, the one-sided spiritualities with which I attempt to appease you, to appear good in the eyes of others and to please myself, I come face to face with my need for a holistic spiritual life. Help me, I pray, to hunger and thirst for the wholeness you have for me in Christ. Help me to be willing to surrender to you whatever stands in the way of such wholeness. Amen. On behalf of Ruth and the entire Transforming Center staff, thank you so much for listening. We're currently accepting applications for our next Transforming Community Spiritual Formation Experience for Christian Leaders. You can learn more by visiting transformingcenter.org/tc. 
This podcast is a ministry of the Transforming Center and is made possible by the generous support of listeners like you. If you've enjoyed Strengthening the Soul of Your Leadership podcast, please leave us a review and rate us on iTunes or wherever you listen. You can also become a partner of the podcast and get exclusive benefits by visiting transformingcenter.org slash patron. Thanks so much for your support and for listening to Strengthening the Soul of Your Leadership.